Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we discuss opportunities, challenges, life, and missions across Europe. My name is Mark Oshman. I'll be your host today. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're talking with Graham, who is a church planner with Pioneers in northern Italy today. And really looking forward to hearing what God's doing there, how God called them there, what the challenges and opportunities are there. So thanks for joining us today, Graham. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk about um, Italy and uh, how we all got there. That's good. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, why don't you go ahead and start with just tell us a little bit uh, of what you just said, how, how you got there, why Italy, do, do we even need missionaries there? And just give us a little bit of flavor for your region and your town uh, for the listeners. So um, um, me and my wife were um, feeling God's leading us into full-time ministry. We didn't know exactly what it was. And uh, we went through the process of going to theological college. And while we were there, we were asked to join a prayer group. And so we thought, oh, let's join the um, Western European or the Europe prayer group. And so we started praying for Europe. And in that experience, we um, started hearing about different countries each week and the spiritual needs of, the, of those countries. And we started praying for those countries. And we were really shocked that these European countries that we were convinced had the gospel uh, really didn't. And through that time of praying over four years, uh, God really put on our heart to to invest in those places where the gospel need was so big. Um, and he really moved in us um, for church planting in those areas. So, I mean, that's, that was a, a little door for us to, to start focusing that on that path. And we did a lot of things to pursue that and, and see God's leading in that. Um, and uh, to make a, a long story short, he took us to Italy where... Um, we're now serving, so we're in the very northeast of Italy. Um, it's a, a great little city that we're a part of, um, but it's been really um, a very interesting experience to be in a new culture, um, a culture that has uh, with it so many preconceived ideas. You know, when you say you're in Italy, people immediately think of... Um, pizza and good food and beautiful art and, and all these amazing things. And all of those things are absolutely true. You know, it is, it is a spectacular place. Um, but unfortunately, they're all on the surface. And one of the things that um, we want to deal with is not the, the surface things, it's the things of the heart. And so... Yeah, the the more we started looking into Italy and the more things we experienced in our city was just how far away people are from the gospel. Um, though this is a Catholic country, um, it's it's very much post-Catholic. Catholic um, Catholicism is really uh, a national cultural identity. Um, where I'm from in Australia... To be Catholic is, is often a, a reference of your religious belief, whereas here it's, it's really a, a reference of um, your nationality. Uh, the, the, um, there's something like 5% of Italians that attend Catholic Mass. 
So that's a, a very, very small percentage of people that are actually practicing as Catholics. Uh, I mean, that said, there's something like 99% or something like this of Italians that are baptized in the Catholic Church. Right. So, so there's this um, very much a, a practice of Catholicism um, that is separated from a, a, a personal faith, if you like. Yeah. Um, well, let's, uh, let's explore that a little bit. Mm. You uh, mentioned that there's this, this surface level kind of what people like myself coming from America would experience on vacation. Um, but, but then there's this long, long history uh, of Catholicism, both in, in good ways and bad ways, both uh, a rich tradition and, and then just tradition. So tell, tell me about the particular hard, the struggles of what it means to be a church planner in a context where people automatically just say, you know, you said 99% baptized their children in the Catholic Church. And so I imagine that that creates some, some obstacles to overcome. Yeah, I think, I think the culture that I'm from, there's lots of religious options. And I think that that in some ways um, makes how, how I've grown up thinking about um, religions or different faiths um, easier. Whereas here, because there's just the, the dominance of one, um, as a church planter and someone who's trying to share the gospel, there's, a, there's an immediate assumption that they've already heard it all before. They already know everything. It, there's nothing new. I mean, I'm an Australian t- trying to tell an Italian about who God is. It, it's almost contradictory in their mind to, right. like, how could I know anything, you know? Um, and I totally understand that. I mean, their, their history of um, Catholicism is very, very substantial. It's, it's in every facet of their life, their governance, their schooling system, their, their, absolutely everything. Um, and the words we use are often similar. So we'll talk about Jesus, and they'll talk about Jesus. We'll talk about grace, and they'll talk about grace. Um, all of these make how we explain things really important. But really, there's a, there's a step before that, and that is the fact that most people have nothing to do or very, very little to do with the church itself. So they're, they're not going to church, they're Catholic church, they're not involved in any way. Um, their grandparents probably were. Um, it, you know, we'll be on the bus, and as someone goes past the church, they'll they'll cross their their chest in respect of the church. Um, but you know, young people and and those young people's parents wouldn't do that. They'll they'll have very very little to do with the church itself. Um, and so so there's an aspect where we're trying to give them this information about the message of the gospel that they assume that they already know but actually have no idea. They've, they've literally never, ever heard the gospel. Um, and so we're, we're in some ways selling ice to Eskimos in the sense that they assume they've already heard it, you know? Right, um, yeah. And... I think that's one of the really particular 
challenges that I, I don't think many American missionaries at least understand what a post-Catholic, post-Protestant, post-secular continent Europe is, and then mm-hmm. in particular in Italy or these really historically Catholic places that it's their history doesn't doesn't lead as a bridge to the gospel. It's actually a hindrance right. because it's like we tried, been there, done that. We don't need that anymore. Right, uh, right. That's exactly it. You also partner with not just pioneers. Uh, you have a partnership with Acts Twenty Nine Europe. Yeah. Hmm. So can you just tell us a little bit about that and how that works and what that affords you guys as a team? Hmm. So um, Acts 29, um, Italy is, I mean, it's a church planting network, so it really works beautifully with Pioneers, which is a church planting mission. Um, and they have the capacity to, to do some things that uh, Pioneers can't do. For example, we were given um, an Italian coach to help us here on the ground with what it looks like to be planting in Italy. This is a wonderful experience for us. You know, we need all the help we can get. And here's someone outside of our city, someone with a lot of experience. Um, and so so we were working with, so we are still working with um, Acts 29 um, Italy. And um, Andre, uh, our team leader is as well. Um, and what it, what it's doing is it's facilitating us to um, grow the church, not just in our city, but on a national level as well. So we, one of the, one of the issues that um, the church has in Italy is it's very, very young. So when the Reformation came, it was stopped at, in the top of Italy. Council of Trent said the Reformation is not going in. So it's really only entered Italy very, very recently, maybe 40 years or something like this. So it's a, it's a newborn child. And when it did come in, there was a lot of protection of those churches. And it's resulted in disunity, church to church to church. And so one of the things Acts 29 is trying to build is unity between these churches. We're trying to build a network of people who are doing the same thing, who can help each other and love each other through this. And currently there's only one team of pioneers, one team of pioneers, missionaries here. Um, And so we've got a door to to a much bigger community of, of believers. Um, and we're all working together for, for this, you know, this kingdom work that isn't organizationally orientated. It's, it's our King Jesus orientated. Um, but it's really, a, it's really a facilitator for us to, to work um, in a way that we have more resources than we actually do because of these um, partnerships between Acts 29 and, and Pioneers. Um, Acts 29 is also doing things like translating things into Italian uh, resources and, um, yeah, things like that that are happening at a really local level so that, whereas Pioneers, it, it's really going to be too much for them to do that so specifically. Um, and so to, to have this network that's working together to achieve the same thing um, yeah, yeah, it's really uh, a blessing. It's great. That's good. Speak to a little bit if someone's listening here and they're they've been praying like you guys did. I love your story about just beginning to pray for mm. Europe, and makes me think of uh, when Jesus said, 
the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray. <laughs> he starts with prayer. So if someone's listening to this podcast and maybe the Lord is starting to tug on their heart for missions, and maybe they're even thinking about Italy or elsewhere in Europe, uh, but they don't, they don't, they're at that stage. So what would you say are some of the needs and the opportunities and, and things you would have them be thinking about at this stage? Yeah, um, you know, I, I was um, talking with God one day about the situation in Italy, and I was thinking, God, why is it so under-resourced? There aren't masses of books in Italian that people can read on theology. There aren't masses of books on, on churches, uh, for churches and how to deal with issues that they're going through. There are in the language I'm from, but not in Italy. There aren't people with training. There aren't people with... It's not easy to stop what you're doing and go get trained because there's no financial backing. There's no... The resources are so few. And as I was um, talking with God through this, I felt like God was reminding me that this is a global church and the resources aren't confined to Italy. And he is calling people from all over the world, myself included, <clears throat> to, to be part of the way he's resourcing Italy today. So there is definitely, 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 um, for, for the people that are going before God and praying, it is important to be praying about whether God's actually calling you and leading you into ministry in Italy. Now, when you get here, um, there's a million things that you can do. Um, from a, an Australian or an American culture, the temptation will be to want to do as much as you can to help out. Um, one of the beautiful things within Italian culture is they, they enjoy to be together. Productivity isn't the top of their list. <laughs> and, and so to be together is time. It's not come in, do three things and go. It's to earn trust, to become someone that they, they think this person has um, the respect that I can hear what they're saying. So time is really, really important. The, the, the length of time that you're willing to give will have a direct impact on the ministry opportunities that you'll have. And so for a lot of people that come here, it's, uh, and us included, it, it feels like you're doing nothing. You know, but um, the, one of the greatest testimonies that we've had is that we haven't left yet. You know, and people are starting to include us into that circle of trust where they're able to share their heart and their their need, their their brokenness, their their, their lostness um, that is so close to to share before they they feel like they can trust you. Um, so for Italy, it's really worth considering the length of time. That you might want to might want to come. If you were to uh, describe kind of a, the the need for missionaries, is there a need for more missionaries? What would that look like across Europe? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, across Italy. You've got to be really strong on your conviction of. Um, I'm not sure how people will will 
um, view calling. But I think if you if you have a strong conviction of calling, not just I feel God's taking me here, but the church that I'm a part of is sending me here. They see that God's leading me to this place. I've, I see this, that, that the big sense of calling. I think that's really important to arrive here with because it'll be very, very difficult when you get here. It is very, very spiritually dark. People do not want to hear the gospel. When we tell someone what we do, they say, why are you here? What do you do? And we say, we're here working at a small evangelical church. We want to give people the opportunity to hear about who Jesus is and what he's done. We, we want people to be a part of his family and know him and, and worship him. And they say, wow, everyone in our city hates you. you know. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's, and they just say it to us like, like they're saying something nice, you know, like so um, the the strength of conviction that you have of calling is really going to help. How did I get here? Was it just a thought I had in the back of my mind, or did I feel God led me here and put me in this place? Um, and then some theological stuff. If you've got some some good training, you can apply what you're seeing in the culture. You know, like. Um, the, the sense of authority in Italy is implemented through an individual. So we, we want to worship God through his word. You know, he tells us from his word. And here it is a fairy tale. The, the Bible is a fairy It's an important fairy tale, but it is a fairy tale. And so we've got to work um, from a theological place that we can translate to a practical experience for someone that this book is actually the living word of God, you know. And so we need those theological things that equip us to, um, to help transmit the message into a culture that doesn't see what we see as far as how the Bible is and so on. So, um, and, and then it's got to be highly relational. So I, I think that any avenue for that, you know, and everyone's so different. It doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert. doesn't mean you have to be whatever, but... But just so people are orientated, and you just gotta love them. They, the Italians can see through. If you're making someone a job, or if you're working someone, or they see through it just instantly, and they're gonna pick whether you're genuine or not. And um, yeah, so that personal faith becomes um, really important because you're actually testifying to. Um, a life of worship, which is going to be the evidence of our faith. In a culture where they do the task of worship and have no worship in it, they're blown away by people who live their worship. It's really, it's the avenue of the message, I think. So. I, you know, I, I love to uh, do association. So the next time you have pizza or pasta and you say grace or anything, um, take the time to just consider that Italy needs your prayer. So I'm just plugging that bit in your mind <laughs> when you when you're eating pizza or pasta. Pray for Italy, and um, um, they um, yeah, it's hard to sum up the the darkness here because it it um, the the place that you often return to is the fact that. You know, the Catholic Church is here and the Catholic Church is, you know, so many people have friends that are, are believing Catholics, you know, and yet um, the average person on the bus 
has walked away from the Catholic Church and has no idea what's going on. Um, and, and we really don't want to combat the Catholic Church in any way. We want to create an opportunity where people can have an authentic relationship with Jesus. And so pray for that. Pray that the community groups that we're invested in here are places where people experience, not, not the community of people, but a place where God is worshipped and, and the times we get it right is because we're trying to reflect the love that he's shown to us. Um, yeah, and so, so that community, um, that church body community, that family, pray for those things that we're trying to do here. So um, church outside of Sunday, um, the, the Monday to Saturday. That's very good. I love the association with when you eat pizza. Yeah. Pray for Italy. Absolutely. I love that. So, again, thanks for your time today, Graham. We appreciate your willingness to share with us. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, go to pioneersineurope.com and find out how you can be a part of the mission of planting churches across Europe.